Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk about setting personal best and mental blocks that could possibly be getting in your way. I think it's really important to spend time by yourself. Some of you may prefer to meditate or spend time in prayer, but I think it's really important to not listen to the outside world or outside distractions but focus on your spiritual connection with your horse, your um, what resonates with you as your personal goals and why you do what you do. I think you have to know, um, I think you have to know what is your why, your purpose, your passion. I think all of that's really important. And I think it's important to spend time getting quiet before you do a task, whether that's the time that you spend grooming your horse before you plan to exercise them and, and work on on something to improve your competition, um, or if it's before competition and getting your mind right where you can get in the zone and be calm, confident, and focused. As far as... Um, mental blocks go some people down deep even though they try to be positive and and try to say positive things down deep they may think that they don't deserve it or um that maybe because they they didn't come from money or they didn't have any training or they're doing it all by themselves that they can't can't do it or maybe they're not the right size because you know, the top NFR girls are usually size three and five foot tall or, or whatever, whatever, um, your truth is to yourself is really important. What the words that you not only say, but the words that you think, I know for me as a young person, I often lacked confidence in myself or believing in myself. It wasn't until I became an adult that I started to have more confidence and believe that I could train my own 1D, 2D barrel horses, that I could start my own barrel racing uh, training business and be successful at it. And it wasn't easy. It took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of daily effort, consistency, and repetition. But that's what I want to share with you today. It's very important that you um, energetically and synergistically find that place that is yours that authentic being true to your heart place not not where you're um, trying to ride like somebody else or trying to be like somebody else but running your own race not comparing yourself to anyone else their situation you know um, any of that just really focusing on you and your horse and your goals and that's a very important place to be So when it comes to setting a personal best, you have to think about picking one small thing to focus on because a small change can make huge improvements. You may want to um, pick that thing and practice at it perfect at slow work at a walk trot lope. Um, By doing that, it's going to improve your timing and feel, which will lead to your muscle memory and competition being more consistent and that repetition will pay off for you. There are a lot of things that people 
can get excited about for personal best. I know with my virtual coaching group in Facebook, it's been going on nine months and I've seen some personal bests that have just made me smile from ear to ear. There's been personal bests of moving up an entire division from the 4D to the 3D or the 2D to the 1D. There's been riders who were just in their backyard trying to develop a consistent pattern that started to haul for exhibitions and um, entering for their very first time. There's riders that have improved their basics. They could not pick up their horse's lead on a cue or get um, their face flexing left, right, or vertically down. There's been um, horses that have been getting seasoned and... um, The riders have moved on from jackpots to super shows and rodeos. And while the horse is adjusting, they're still not clocking maybe as fast as they did at the jackpots, but they're gaining confidence in these new environments. Um, There's a lot of that. And a lot of that comes from picking that one item, that one thing to work on, you know, through consistency and repetition that improves your relationship and your connection with your horse. Now, are there highs and lows? Absolutely. The same riders that had some personal bests will have bad days too. I know I have that with my young horse, Rocky. If I haven't worked him in two or three days, I know he's going to be a handful when I do. So I don't set a really big goal that day. I just try to get him to have manners, pay attention, and focus on smaller tasks. And then I build off that the next day. And... I think that's really important too, to remember that if you're not consistent with them, um, if you're not working them on a regular basis and teaching them, it's going to be hard for them to make those huge improvements. So even if your small change is a uh, better schedule, committing more time daily, those small changes pay off. It pays off, as you know, just picking healthier food that you eat or exercising a little bit more. It pays off by riding just a little bit more in your horse's fitness and how they behave when you're with them. So I highly recommend anybody who is um, in competition or wanting to compete and setting up personal goals and personal best for themselves, that you would spend that time evaluating where you need to improve. And don't get overwhelmed by thinking about a ton of things. Just focus on one or two things that you need to work on and break it down and just work on one thing at a time. So that one thing can really make a difference. I've seen people just change a saddle and the horse be happier. I've seen people um, just go and walk and trot the barrels and work on straighter longer and already have a better run in competition because of that. Um, I've seen people work on vertical flexion and getting their horse broken in the face in just an O-ring snaffle and then be able to go into competition in their um, competition bit and be pinky light to communicate with their horse and they clock better. So there's a lot of small things that you can do. And I do highly recommend during the week, you go back into an O-ring and split reins or a side pull, whatever your horse likes for the lightest equipment you have. 
and get back to basics. Always go back to basics. No matter how old and seasoned your horse is, you can't ever have a horse that's too light, too soft, too responsive. So focus on those five body parts that you need to have them being light and responsive. The face, the neck, the shoulder, the rib cage, the hip. If you can move those body parts around lightly through your dry work and your um, foundation work, it's just going to be able to connect to those feet and be able to put those feet exactly where you want them in a run because you've connected to their mind. And that's what it comes down to. Horses don't get hard mouth. They get hard minded. They start to tune out a rider that just doesn't listen to them, that doesn't connect to them, that doesn't break things down for them. And um, they get frustrated just like people. If it becomes too hard or you're not trying to see it from their point of view. And all of those things truly matter when it comes to um, building a connection with your horse. And if you're not looking at all of those things, if you're not saying, you know, does my horse feel good? Does my horse understand what I want from them? Am I a nervous wreck, but I'm drugging my horse to calm my horse down before the run, but I'm not dealing with my own nerves. You know, um, your horse is only getting nervous because you're nervous. So are you a calm, confident leader? Are you, um, letting them know that this is a fun, a thing to go do a fun event, not something to dread. You know, those are all very important factors to becoming successful. If you're not enjoying it, they certainly are not enjoying it. So remember to treat your horse in competition, just as you would when you go ride in the pasture or trail ride or work in the arena at home. And, um, it has to be consistent and that is everything, not just the cues, but your energy, all of those things matter when you are trying to get to that next level. So again, the importance of picking one small thing to focus on is key. Um, master that small change and you will see huge improvements. And then you can set a goal for your next thing to pick on and, and uh, pick apart and focus on. But Again, don't pick on your horse, even if you're picking apart yourself and your run. Focus on what you want to change, but then make it a simple, easy to understand change for your horse. And that can be anything from just being able to pick up a horse's shoulder and soften their rib cage and ride their hindquarters around a barrel. That can just be from perfecting your circles at all sizes and all speeds. Um, that could just be getting your horse softer and lighter in the face where they, when you ask them to vertically collect, to break in the pole in their face, they not only break in the pole, but you take it to the next level and you shorten their stride, lift their top line and move their uh, weight to their hindquarters. So many people tell me my horse feels on their front end going into a turn or they pull on my hands and their face roots. Well, I can tell you nine times out of 10, that same horse is not broken the face vertically. They may give to the bit for a second, one inch, but they don't um, stay in that position for 15, 20 seconds where you can do all four things and break in the pole, shorten the stride, lift the top line and shift the weight to the hindquarters. Once you get that vertical collection, then you can add that lateral flexion and then you have a horse that is in a perfect circle that is um, 
giving their eye to the inside softly, picking up that shoulder, softening that rib, and riding that hind end where the inside hip, uh, pivot foot's underneath them and their hip is in, but yet they're staying in four-wheel drive. They're reaching with their shoulders, pushing with their hips, and they have a nice fluid circle. And there is a point where you want to even focus on something like your ability to ride your horse more with your body. You know, um, 80, 80% easily should be from your body, your eyes, your shoulders, your hips. And then 18% should be your calves and your feet, you know, your leg and your foot. And then 2% should only be your hands. Oftentimes I see riders pulling on a horse to start their turn or pulling on a horse to finish their turn, whether it's to get over leaving first barrel or um, to finish second or third barrel. And all that pulling just makes a horse leave the turn more. And then you rainbow and get out of position to your next barrel. So what I would recommend is spending time with getting your horse to roll back off your hips and your shoulders um, to do circles with true turns where your horse snaps out from your hips and your shoulders not your hands um, get your horse to really uh, soften their inside rib and shoulder off your inside leg in a circle but then straighten their shoulders and leave in a straight line from your outside leg by the um you know outside uh cinch i mean by the front cinch but the outside shoulder of the outside of your circle or turn of your barrel so all of those things are really important when you're training a horse because the more they understand your body and your legs the less you'll have to use your reins and more importantly than that is your eyes and your voice you can just make a run oftentimes being very specific about looking between their ears to your spot you want to go to and a quarter turn ahead in the run I mean in the turn and then using your voice for your rate and your turn I often will say whoa and here for my horses to rate and to turn and smooch them up to hustle out of the turns some of them after I know I've got my rate and they've started their turn I'll start smooching on the back side of the barrel to get my hustle out from the back side to the exit um, some people don't use their saddle horn correctly. They don't lock down going in and through the turn and they don't pull up on the horn leaving the turn. Um, oftentimes riders will get their timing out of whack there and be on the horse's head or not give them full throttle that first stride out because they're, you know, they're not pulling up on the horn and not putting the rein forward and asking the horse to go. So often just leaving that first barrel, you can stay on the horn till spot three and then um, look for your next spot and put that rein forward, directing them to the side of the barrel and then immediately use your outside leg and get up into your outside stirrup and they'll move right over into position that first stride out. So many riders just get late with that and start double kicking or get up too soon and the horse goes and doesn't finish the barrel or they don't get over until it's too late. So those are all small things that you can work on to improve your personal best and they will show up in competition. So master that small thing in your slow work. Let it be part of your repetition and be consistent with it. And I promise you that small change will make a huge difference and you will have a personal best. It, I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in all my clients in the last 20 some years. 
that's what it takes. Just those little things, those little dedications each day of making those small commitments to improve on something that make a huge improvement in competition. So thanks for tuning in. And I hope you really consider um, taking some quiet time for yourself to think about what you really do tell yourself in your mind, what you can and can't do, and change that if there's any negatives into positives, and um, you know, believe in yourself so that you can achieve those dreams that you have for yourself, and also take the time to think about a small thing that you could change with you and your horse in order to reach a personal best. So thanks for tuning in, and as always, ride with heart.